Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to Block Party. And I'm very excited because the theme song is playing live again. Oh, yeah. It wasn't it's been a while. Play- yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't have a laptop. So well, we got Dan a new laptop. Live, but we got Dan a new laptop bragging. And uh, now it's playing live. And that's really why we got the laptop. Yeah, just so for that the theme we could song. talk over it. It sounds the theme great. song live. Uh, this is episode hel- 27. This is episode 27 of Blocked Party. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. I am John, and, and you've heard the voice it's, uh, of Stefan. my wonderful, yeah, my wonderful co-host, Stefan. And uh, we have a great guest today, and we got lots to talk about today. We've already discussed how crazy I it mean, is. just over the past couple days, even. It we're recording feels on like Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. Uh, this, you're going to hear this on Monday, and it feels like it's been a very great last few days for online people. Yeah. And, and especially guests, for a Saturday, too, because it's not a it's usually, not usually an online day. Exactly. Yeah. And it, show, it goes to show that you should be online all the time. Something that our guest knows a lot about. One of the hosts of the fantastic Reply All podcast, Alex Goldman, is here. Hello, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Oh, Anytime. what a blessing. We're so glad you're here on the uh, the day after. What I guess there's not really like an eve. Like, well, yesterday was like a wife day. Yeah, yesterday was wife day. It was like day. a double well, wife Friday day. Friday was wife day, but then Saturday was wife day. Yeah, there was, well, was Friday the curvy wife? Yes. I thought that was Saturday. No, because today was is Sunday. So Friday was, Friday was curvy okay. wife. And then Saturday was cliff wife. Cliff wife. Wait, okay. did, the, did the curvy wife come back? Oh, have oh you, not see, oh. you didn't see this. Wow, Alex, do I have a treat for you. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, the guy who made the like I love my curvy wife tweet made a music video about loving curvy <laughs> a, a rap and a music video about loving curvy. It's like women. five and a half minutes long. Yeah, yeah, we watched it uh, on uh, the stream yesterday, and it's. Um, I'm sorry, a rap, a rap, a rap. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have the lyrics? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll bring them up here okay. because uh, yeah, it's definitely Alex. If you haven't heard it, it is quite something. And the thing that I really realized as well is that because I think his wife is in the video right yeah and she's like a size eight yeah 10 maybe like yeah. he made it sound in the tweets like his wife was like really crazy but like i mean she's not you can see it's like, just she's a not, regular it's just a regular looking yeah. woman so also is there anything more fat phobic than uh than sort of framing dating someone in terms of like how brave you are considering how fat they yeah, are? yeah. He's, he's like this hero for for dating a regular i mean it's just it's it's completely insane but he he was gone for a while i feel like the original curvy wife thing because this is sort of what i wanted to figure out today i want to do like a a twitter wife timeline alex oh um okay oh twitter wife timeline oh there's so many great twitter there's so many i think so the first one i think sorry i'm trying to find is the email wife the wife email you know about the wife email Right, the person who said, "If I'm going to be within shooting distance, I should let you know I'm in love with your wife." Yes, yeah. yeah. So that was in like I want to say 2015, maybe early 2016, uh, and I, I feel like that was the f- that's the first Twitter wife, I would say, and and then there was sort of like a, a bit of a dry spell. We had the curvy wife guy appear, and I I, I want to say 2017. Ah, uh, yeah, it was August 4th, 2017. I love this woman and her curvy body. Yes, uh, and that was an Instagram post from uh, yeah. the curvy wife guy, yeah, Robbie Tripp. And now in As 2019, teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side, ones who were shorter and curvier girls that the average basic bro might refer to as chubby or even fat. Then, as I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and very specific standard of beauty, thin, tall, lean, I realized how many men have bought into that lie. For me, there's nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big beauty, cute little side roll etc so his whole brand 
uh, if you haven't figured it out by now, is is loving his his curvy wife. Yeah, congratulations. And he to came this back. Guy who on, looks like a discount Macklemore. He came back on, <clears throat> I believe, uh, Friday. You were saying with the rap song. Yes. Um, so we've oh, and then you actually talked about this on on a recent episode, Alex. But the right. uh, elf wife. Elf wife. Block, right. Blocked elf wife. Oh, I don't think I know elf wife. You don't know elf wife? No. Alex, do you want to explain elf wife? Um, a, a, a YouTube video game reviewer named Pro Jared. He, he. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he posted a, he posted a tweet that said a statement. And it was him talking about, you know, the conscious uncoupling he's having with his wife. Right. Uh, they've decided to divorce. They're being very respectful about it. And then. Um, about a half an hour later, his wife said, Hey, you know, we're, we're breaking up because he cheated on me with another woman. Also, um, I only sort of know what he's saying about me because he blocked me <laughs> on Twitter. And that was like two weeks. That was two weeks ago, right? I yeah. feel like, yeah, that was like, that. Re- yeah, not that long. It feels ago. so long ago. And you know what this feels like to me? Cause like the, the Twitter wife, like it's, it's, we're reaching this point now where it's just, it's going to become untenable. Like there's going to be too many Twitter, too many Twitter wives. I feel like it's it, like in uh, Pacific Rim when, when the, the monsters oh, right. start coming through too often. Yeah, the 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 uh, the kaiju, the sort of lull between between wives appearing on Twitter is going to get gradually ever shorter, yes. too shorter. shorter. Yeah. yeah, like what do you guys think? I'll pose this question to both of you. If you were to have like a Twitter wife incident, what would it be for? Do you think? I think getting blocked by my wife. Okay, so yeah. that would be your whole <laughs> yeah. My wife blocked me on Twitter. Yeah, but you'd still be married, but she just couldn't handle your tweets anymore. Yeah, and I think there's like a reasonable chance of that happening. Yeah. So Alex, what about you? What would be your wife well, incident? As a person with a wife, um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be about your specific wife. I guess. <laughs> um, I, I mean, my specific wife is is so not online. I'm so jealous of it. She's just blissfully ignorant. She doesn't know about any of these wives. Oh, oh man! <laughs> so she's just like a regular wife. She yeah. has no internet wife experience. I think I think I think my wife experience would be her being like it's time for you to delete this because I'm tired of hearing that. <laughs> Seriously, my I wife not made me less. delete Twitter wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Good. That's okay, healthy, I, like that. I think. That yeah. is healthy. That's, that's actually not bad. That sounds like a great wife. Cuz yeah, I mean I, I think there's I'm so jealous of that because there are so many times where I'll read like a sentence or a headline and just be mad at myself for like understanding all of the words in it. And how they work together. Right. Oh my god, it's my job to to know that, and it feels terrible every single time. It's brutal because I know every time every time I read something like that and understand the entire thing, it's like, okay, well, what did I what did I forget to learn that and to know that? You know, it's like almost impossible though. You can't like push it out of your brain. It's also weird. Like, have you guys had those conversations in real life with people that clearly have never been online in their lives, and it's like it is like you're speaking a different language. Like you're like, how do you not understand what I'm saying right now? And they don't. Not only that, I don't know. But it throws into sharp relief how pointless and not worth caring about any of that stuff is, and how bad I should feel about like (laughs) because because if you meet one of those people, one of the things you're trying to do is make them care about this drama that you're invested in. And when you start to try and do that, you realize like, oh, this is awful. There's no reason to be so invested in this. Yeah, you're like, I'm the dumbest ass of all time. (laughs) Like, oh, what? You don't care about? Listen, I'm really going at it with uh, J-Man 697247 about whatever (laughs) stupid issue. I mean, just picture trying to explain the Krasensteins getting banned from Twitter to just someone on like the train. 
<laughs> yeah, like how long would that take? How long would it take? And how quick into the story would they stop caring about what you were saying? No, you don't understand. Give me a second. Let, you, let me pull <laughs> yeah. out my phone and you guys listen to how they sound. Yeah. They're so annoying. Listen to this episode. Okay. Well, okay. So what you have to do, first of all, I mean, if you really want to get it, you got to listen to an episode of their podcast. Okay. So you go <laughs> home, do that. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half, but like whatever, you'll totally get it. Super funny. So you'll listen to that. And then like, of course, if they're not online, they don't understand irony. So they don't get what they're even listening for. They're just like, I don't know. They sounded nice. And then you're like, yeah, but they're also kind of these like grifters, but then they also, but they're so wait, but they're against Trump and you're against Trump. Yeah, but it's like a different thing. Yeah, I can totally see it being so stressful. And uh, I've got the curvy wife lyrics up. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's, how we, that's a great transition. That's how we roll on this show. Uh, my girl, Chubby Sexy, call her Benita Gordita. Which I don't even know what that means. Beautiful Gordita, I guess. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, she, isn't a Gord, is a Gordita something besides... A Taco Bell thing. I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can look it up. I feel like it's a Spanish word. I feel like it's I a Spanish word. Just oh, it I mean, means I chubby in Spanish. Okay, does it? Yeah. So, okay, the, so gordita go. means I know French. So so wait. So a gordita at Taco Bell just means it's fat. Ch- They're just chubby, like, hey, yeah. eat this chubby. Oh, I guess it's like- also it's also a Mexican pastry. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. All so right. that okay? Because I was gonna be like Taco Bell's like making has been making fun of their customers for years eat this thing we just call it fat or jumbo maybe, <laughs> yeah right? jumbo i yeah, can exactly. see it being jumbo yeah, yeah. uh she rocking that peach emoji like hey nice to meet ya she got thick thighs stretch marks big booty she looking like a snack i take her out to eat okay wait none of this rhymes does he make well, it yeah. rhyme in the meet ya and gordita yeah but that then rhymes. big booty and i take her out to eat well maybe he's using slant rhyme I'm, right? But even there, there's no... Okay, anyway. Nope. She fills up her plate, not tripping about her weight. Got those Khaleesi curves, knows how to dragon slay. Now that, to me, is in, that's an interesting line because Amelia Clark is is like... Very s- svelte. Very, very yeah. svelte. But I guess so, she has like kind of like... Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's... Anyway, I guess we're, we're probably reading too much into the well, Kirby Wife guy's rap lyrics, I don't think so. But, I think we're reading into it the correct... But this is what we're talking about right now. Like, you could be like, hey, listen, a guy on the train. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know curvy wife guy, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many levels you have to like dig down. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I wanted to stop. Like, I know you all, but this next, her inner thighs chafe. She knows how they taste. Wait, she knows how her own thighs taste? Yeah, that's, I I guess guess so. It's like, in addition to being chubby, she's also very flexible. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. They say less is more. I say more is great. She got a waist so big that her belt can't reach, so I call her James and the Giant Peach. Okay. Uh, because she's got a big butt, I guess? I think I think so, yeah. Yeah, but that's like a very weird this thing. Hey, James and the Giant Peach, we're going out for dinner tonight. <laughs> like, that's a very, like he's saying, like, that's what I call my wife. I refer to her as this fictional character. I mean, if you're going the- for a Roll Doll reference, go with the BFG. Yeah, right? Absolutely. It's right there. That makes perfect sense to me. I love my wife. She's so curvy. Got me thinking about the BFG. Okay, I think we got it. Yeah. Let's, let's We'll write into this guy. We're going we're gonna to let yeah. him to know. To be fair, the big friendly giant, even though he's big, pretty bony. That's actually true. That's true. Yeah. He's very he's, skinny. He is very That's actually bony. great. Yeah. yeah, it's more his, his height, I guess, is the big thing in big friendly giant. That book giant. terrified me as a child. Because there's the scenes where the giants would like reach into the windows of sleeping children and drag them out while they were sleeping and then eat them. And oh, yeah. and that scared the I, like I was eight years old when I read that that scared the hell out of me. 
And still now, as a 28-year-old grown child. Yeah, that's horrifying. I really like children's fare that's like a little terrifying. I think it makes you like tougher as an adult. Definitely. Well, that's what like yeah. most children's stuff used to be. Like it was either that or like came from like erotic stuff. Like Beauty and the Beast was originally like an erotic story written about What? Really? Oh yeah. Absolutely. You guys didn't know that? Yeah, it's like uh it's cuz I took a children's lit course and we were looking at like essentially the advent of children's literature cuz it basically didn't exist before like the late 1800s. And so yeah, Beauty and the Beast is just like uh essentially like a re a recreated version of like an erotic tale where essentially like yeah, it's like the classic erotic tale like this woman gets gets attacked by a beast of a man like, you know. Uh, yeah, okay. Like that whole thing. Does that explain my attraction to the feather duster? Or is that like a separate? No, that's totally that's totally different. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, the oh feather God. duster you think is hot? I mean, out of all of the ones that get turned into like furniture and, and cleaning supplies, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because I guess like Cogsworth and Lumiere have some like real old man vibes. Yeah, Same with like Mrs. Potts, like an older lady. Yeah. So yeah, that's when true. you were watching that movie, or like, were you like, okay, I got to be horny for one of these. Which one is it? <laughs> I, yeah, I think that's basically what it was. It ha- that's I mean, how it has Stefan to- watches all movies. Yeah. I got to be horny for something. <laughs> yeah, it was. It has to be the feather duster though. For Look, sure. I'm going to be watching this for two hours. I want something on here that I want to fuck. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have talked about hottest cartoon characters on the show before, but I will say a Jessica sp- Rabbit. Yeah, I know, but specifically <laughs> out of the Disney, I, I think Jesse from Toy Story maybe doesn't get enough love. Okay. A little redhead, a little rowdy, you All know, right. a little cowboy action. You're bringing this back up again. Yeah, yeah, because I just thought of it right now because like when Alex was talking about how you had to have <laughs> someone to be horny about, I was like, I don't think I do that. But then I was also like, ah, but Toy Story, Jesse. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. This is Disney only. I was just thinking of that. Okay, I'm going to come back. We don't to have this. to be like, yeah, we don't have to relitigate it. Well, I want to talk about the, the whole yeah, wife so thing again because... Cliff wife. We, we we referenced we talked about Pacific Rim and how and how the the gap between the wife the wife stories uh, is getting smaller each time because I feel like there was like a year and a half between uh, blocked elf wife and I guess like curvy wife was the last like Twitter yeah, twenty seventeen yeah so that's like that's like a year and a half and then mm-hmm. two or three weeks later we have curvy wife is back and then the next day we, we have cliff wife. cliff wife and yeah. have we and you've seen have you seen the video Alex. I have. I actually saw that it, it it has been deleted off of Twitter. He well, he took it down. I think because people were sort of like, "Why did you? Why was this filmed in the first place?" And I think the reason it was filmed was because they were on vacation with another family of influencers. And there's oh, one of the those. There's an example it. of one of those sentences where you understand what it means and you feel bad that you understand it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just met at like the YouTube convention in like 2017. I think that's uh, that's probably what it was. And now we're on vacation in Hawaii or wherever they were. So the thing with with Cliff Wife. So it's uh, it was a it was a YouTube. This uh, segment brought to you by Cliff Bar. <laughs> if you would like a delicious, nutritious treat. Hey Ritter, uh, the Ritter Squares. You know. Yeah, they have summer flavors. I just saw that at the store. Today, we should get sponsored so. by them. Yeah. What's anyway, your favorite Ritter? What, what is a summer flavor? I, well, they're just, they're sort of just like different Sunscreen. colors, I think. One was like teal. I didn't actually see what yeah. the flavors were. I just saw the colors. Sunscreen, from distance, sand. Yeah. Uh, tropical fruit. Tropical fruit. Uh, wave. The cornflakes one is really Salt good. Salt water. I had the cornflakes yeah. one the other day. And it makes you not want to masturbate. And the, so really just a great <laughs> And the hazelnut all around. one as well. Um, so Cliff Wife, uh, this, this family of influencers <laughs> put up a video uh, uh, that was like my wife uh, fell off a cliff, <laughs> essentially, 
Uh, I like and, too and they that were, immediately our shorthand for this is Cliff Wife. It's Cliff <laughs> this Wife. This lady falls that's off a cliff, cliff and we're like, yeah, Absolutely that's, that's what Cliff it is, Wife. Though. I know. It, well, I do want to get to that term because I, like, I don't think it was a cliff. But we'll we'll get to that. But anyway, they <laughs> bank so wife. They were on yeah, embankment wife, berm <laughs> <Yeah>. wife, <laughs> berm wife. Okay. They, <laughs> they were on uh, vacation. They were they were hiking, and it's really the video is very jarring because I mean someone's filming it, I guess. But it's like it seems like it's on like a tripod or something almost, and like it's ahead of them on the path. So you see them walking down the path, and then. Just out of nowhere, she just like rolls down this hill. The way it's really bizarre. It you know like um, you know like in movies when like movies that are set in the future where people have like virtual reality avatars when they leave the game, like the <laughs> like their skeleton just sort of falls apart and they yeah. just like they just drop to the floor. It looked as though like she just lost control of her skeletal system. Yeah, the way and just flopped onto the ground ragdolled. and rolled. Yeah, rolled down what. Uh, is way too generous to call a cliff. Yeah, it's like eight feet. Maybe. I mean, there. Well, there was a roll, and then she did. There was a bit of a drop. Yeah, and and so I will say this: like, if you were there at the time, I think it's reasonable to be worried. Oh, for sure. Obviously, I would be, especially if, if it was your wife. If she had hit her head, you know, that it could have been really bad. But yeah. I think she just like she scraped her leg. Yeah, and I think it's more the fact that uh, they like edited together this video, which means they had they watched that roll off the berm like a hundred times yeah, in, in, right. in the course of editing the video. And at no point where they're like, maybe we shouldn't, maybe this makes us look kind of weird. Well, and they put up the whole like graphic content warning too. Like, Oh, be careful. You know, like it's the starts out with them, like crying about how life is so short. <laughs> I think that, that, that I think that's the thing that actually makes the video is not the fall. Although the fall is amazing. You can score it. Uh, any way you want it, it continues to be funny. But the thing that actually made the video is that there's this incredible wind-up. There's 30 seconds of them talking about how they were worried for her life and their lives flash before their eyes and just this incredible melodrama. And then you see someone take a tumble that, like, your average skateboarder does on any, <laughs> like, any afternoon. Yeah. I was well, expecting was, something much, much worse. Well, and I agree. Like, to get back to your point, like, to me, when I first watched it, I thought she fainted and then fell off. Like, that's what it, pardon me, that's what it looked like to me. Like, it didn't look like she lost her footing or whatever. Like, it looked like she fainted or, like, had a cardiac event or something and then fell down. Like, it was a very. Well, yeah, fall, just, just the ragdoll, just like the, the weird collapse. Was so yeah. weird that, like, so do you guys think it's fake? I don't know. I don't think you could fake that. I don't think that's... I mean, <laughs> YouTubers are insane, obviously. I know. Last year, uh, actually right here, or right outside Vancouver, there was the YouTuber who fell off the waterfall. Remember that? Yeah. Up near Squamish. What? That's right. Yeah, yeah, they were like taking a selfie near the edge of a waterfall, and then they fell down this huge waterfall. Did they survive? Uh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... When yeah, you, that one is a dead wife. When you have when you have that one, and then you compare it to the rolling down the <laughs> yeah, cliff, yeah. it becomes that much funnier. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because she's alive. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question about that. Death is only sometimes funny. Yeah, and I would say yeah, she has a, a scraped leg, so I think it's yeah. it's okay to. To, to laugh at but uh it's, well especially the close-up like they did it was almost like the shaky cam like oh my god you're so oh hurt, they felt the need to like, film it after they go to like check she's okay yeah they're filming the entire right. thing i mean that's just that mindset right. is 
Yeah, that's really uh. weird. That's like our that's like our kind of like online life, like taken to another extreme of like, oh yeah, I'm filming everything I do all the time. You know, I, I've, I, I was thinking the other day about the huge, the sort of primary critique that people make of found footage horror movies, which is like, oh, they would never keep filming. They'd be trying to get out. And I'm like, no, anybody who would be <laughs> doing these would definitely keep filming. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. That, they never stop. It becomes more realistic as, as time goes on because more Absolutely. stuff is getting filmed more often. I, I want to get one of those. Um, I was looking into getting one of those uh, like rigs that you can put around that you strap the on your chest, the, the chest mounted like phone thing. Yeah. Cause I want to, uh, uh, on, on Twitch, I want to start doing like a gardening stream. I want to do like a, like a weekly like gardening thing. I think, cause I think it would be nice. Yeah. And your little community, yeah, plot my little there. community plot. Yeah. So what do you grow? The show's going to be 30 seconds long. We haven't grown anything yet. So that's, we have to kind of get, so, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be that interesting to start with because yeah. there's not going to be any actual, we live in plants, a city, but... Alex, where there's not a lot of space. And so people enter lotteries for shoebox shaped gardens and Stefan won mm. one of them. Yeah. My so. apartment complex, uh, put out like a they have they had only so many plots available for the community and so we won one of the the, the plot lotteries i guess um, the plottery i gotta figure out what Plotters, to exactly. i gotta Obviously. figure out what to grow you know i was thinking some tomatoes maybe is sure. that a good thing to grow i don't Seems know how to hard, garden i haven't you gotta, garden. you gotta put a steak and the tomatoes gotta grow up the steak oh. and it takes a long time okay just so start with some raspberries raspberries Ooh, are good. really resilient and easy to grow okay i guess because they're almost like technically like a weed really right yeah, you know what, kind like, of, and they grow vertically too. Okay. <laughs> speaking of my... speaking of weed, maybe <laughs> well, grow some of that. Yeah, well, I guess. Well, I'll no, because you know what? Even though weed is completely legal up here, uh, the Strata Council has like banned weed from the entire building, which, which is, like, is not. Legal. I don't know how you can do. Yeah, that, I don't think that's but, legal. But um, that's God. cool. Whatever. Just say you have glaucoma or something. I have. I mean, I wear contact lenses. Yeah, you got some weird ass yeah. eyes. That's close enough. Oh, Cliff Wife. Well, speaking of uh, <laughs> insane things that have happened on social media, that seems like a great time to get into our social media updates. Alex, you always like to start with a guest. What's uh, what's going on on your social media right now? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I actually... Um, this is a story about me having to block someone. Oh wow! Okay, okay. we're wow. getting a yeah. double. We're getting a double dip here. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So generally, I don't block people. I just mute them. They're, I feel like blocking is aggressive, and I don't care very much. And yeah. then they get the screen uh, grab. And they get as the well. screen grab. We've talked about that a lot on the show. It yeah. sucks when the people oh, can. Yeah. They get that content of like, oh, Alex Goldman blocked me. Ooh, I got know. to him. Whereas yeah. the mute, they're just yelling into the void. Yeah. Um. But there's a guy, there's a guy who, who listens to the, to my show, and he, I feel like there are plenty of people who listen to the show and feel like they can they can sort of like kibitz with me in a way that doesn't feel quite so comfortable for me because I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. um, and this person both like doesn't really understand what I do and doesn't really understand like joke format. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. So so for for like a couple months I put up with this guy who 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 thought that like the way to be funny with me would be like, "Hey, your fucking show sucks and you're a piece of shit. I hope you die." <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> And and I would respond and be like, "What?" And occasionally if someone says something that ridiculous, I I responded and I was like, "What are you you're being like a real shitty to me and I don't I've never spoken to you." 
And his response was like, oh, you talk about the internet all the time. Like, you can really dish it out, but you can't take it. And I was like, you don't understand that that's not what I do on my show. I don't just, like, mercilessly, with no context, <laughs> insult people. Yeah, yeah. And so um, he did it a couple more times, and I finally had to block him. Um, and then a couple days ago, one of my coworkers sent me a Slack. I'm just finding it. And it said... It says, hi from this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's a, it's, a, it's a screenshot of that guy. And she said, yeah, he responded weirdly to a tweet of mine yesterday, trashing Gimlet, but mostly you and PJ, who's my co-host. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's like a fan, ostensibly. Yeah. But, yeah. but, then, and then, but then I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's the worst. And then I showed her one of his tweets, which is, it's absolutely stunning that PJ, my co-host, blocks me for critiquing his work like a school teacher. But then someone he actually knows gets away with saying, PJ loves eating garbage. <laughs> I guess PJ only loves some kind of garbage on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. His friends are allowed to make fun <laughs> yeah. of him. He's so close to getting it. That's, that's, the, that's the concept. He's, he's, he's so close to just to grasp me, just to reach out a bit it's more. The, it's the Michael Scott, like, I love inside jokes. I hope to be a part of one someday. Yeah. Like, it's that classic. <laughs> like, I, because, yeah, we, We've gone through that, too, because um, it's just a weird like, yeah, they get that kind of thing where they're trying to joke with you, but it's so over the line where you're like, no, that's not that isn't what we're doing here. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill your mom. And like, yeah, ha. well, it's like the- it's like, what are you expecting us to say? Like when a guy messages you that you don't know and is like, oh, your show fucking sucks. You're a piece of garbage. Like, what does he think? Like, what is the best case scenario in his <laughs> mind that you're going to be like? LOL, like hell yeah, dude. Here's my address. Please shoot me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I right? guess like you know the courtesy fave. Maybe you throw in the courtesy fave. But our, our friend uh, Jesse Ferrar has a good post about this, uh, which is, uh, "Hey man, uh, huge fan of your tweets. Been following you for a long time. Just wanted to say, uh, go fuck yourself. I hope you die. Like it's and that's just that's yeah, basically what it is. You know, like it is a weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And I think too, like for me doing stand-up like i go across the country and people do listen to the show and come up to you and it is a very weird thing when they know a lot about your life and you know nothing about their life and it's not that i don't want to get to know about their life like everybody's very nice but it's just such a weird like they'll be commenting on things and i'll be like how do you know my girlfriend's name oh right yeah you listen to the show and i talk about her sometimes or like what you know it's like that <laughs> right. weird like hey man how's becca and you're like oh uh yeah good i get but it like it, it's this weird you know, it's just such a weird imbalance of like, you don't know them, but they know you. And it's like, and not that we're famous or anything. Well, but we should. So I want uh, everyone listening to email us. Uh, just like what happened uh, at work today. Yeah. We want to get know. to know all of you personally. Yeah. And you can email yeah. Alex too. He's given his permission by being on the show. That's right. <laughs> my email is in my bio. On <laughs> Go for it. Um, I mean, I want to be clear. I want to be clear that I hope I don't sound like a like a whiny, uh, like a like a diva. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're okay. I think yeah. you're safe. I yeah. think you're clear and you're good. And I hope that everyone who uh, tweets at you about this episode is just positive. And they're just like, "Hey, Alex, what a great guy! Thanks for being on." Block I think Party. they will. I, and I, I think our listeners will are very nice. All that said, if they do say like you're a fucking asshole and I hate you, I will know the context now. So go, <laughs> you, you guys can do that too. Hey, I heard you on Block Party. You sound like a piece of shit, and I hope you die. <laughs> 
Well, that is the thing too, because sometimes I think like we were talking about having that conversation on a train with someone that doesn't know anything about the internet. It's kind of the same thing when we have like, cause we'll have local comedians on our show as well that are not really that engaged in the social media world. So then they come on mm-hmm. our show and then you have like, a Rick rolling. That's their social media. Update. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they, and then we tag them in the show post and then, you know, someone might reply and they're tagged in there and it's just like, ah, I like to drink my own piss and eat cum or whatever. And you're like, Oh, that's <laughs> like a, just a friend of mine from the Vancouver comedy. You have to so ease them in. To, yeah, you can't you just gotta, yeah. jump into the deep end of the irony pool, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the irony pool's full of cum. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Stefan, what's going on on your social media? Uh, Rudy Giuliani, the president's lawyer. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know if he's still in charge of his, uh, his cybersecurity team, but he was at one point, which is, which is very, very funny. Uh, he wrote uh, just, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll read out the tweet. He's, he's since deleted it, but it was up for like three days. Okay. Okay. And, and this is verbatim. I vest apology for a video which is allegedly is a caricature of an otherwise halting speech pattern. She should first stop and apologize for saying the president needs an intervention. R. And then a gif of the Atlanta Hawks uh, celebrating a dunk. Wait, okay. Was he making fun of her halting speech pattern no, because, in the tweet? Because okay. <laughs> he, he then posted a corrected version of that tweet where he was... Because he's talking about Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Um... And and how the president had posted that fake video of her slurring her speech or whatever, which is obviously uh, completely insane. Um, but that was Rudy's tweet, and it was up forever. And it like I legitimately thought maybe he was having a stroke. Like he stroked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I still can't really parse what he he was talking about the Pelosi video. He was because here's the actual corrected version of the tweet, which right. still doesn't make sense because it doesn't explain how he managed to say Ivesa. Apology, and then also tweet the R. Atlanta Hawks gif, and yeah. then R because I don't think it almost sounded like when you were reading out those like New York Times tweets that had the truncated headlines. Yes, it's almost exactly like that. Here's the actual tweet, which doesn't contain the word R. Nancy Pelosi wants an apology for a caricature exaggerating her already halting speech pattern. First, she should withdraw her charge, which hurts our entire nation when she says the president needs an intervention. People who live in a glass house shouldn't throw stones. Um, so, again, so wait, he thinks she needs an intervention because she talks weird? I I think that's what he's saying. I mean, that's almost as as garbled as the one that's like super garbled. There's no gif on this one. Um, but he sort of, I mean, if you just scroll through his timeline, uh, he tweeted this a day later. Um, did you see, I don't know if you saw this one, Alex. Uh, and, and this again is verbatim and there's no link attached to this tweet. Check out this Yelp review mm. for Mama Lisa Restaurant. <laughs> and that's that's all it said he, he posted that uh no, no link no he, he, i guess he's on the east coast he posted that at eleven fifteen on uh friday and there's no link i've done that before but i delete it right away so yeah i've forgotten the link for sure but then yeah wow that's still up that's still up two there. days later also uh two days ago he he misspelled documents as documents and then that's just par for the course. I Classic think. mistake. Yeah, um, that's, that's not great. But Rudy has like, I mean, he's just I, like, he's just completely gone. Oh, yeah. Like if you watch him, him talk at all, if, I mean, you listen to him talk. Um, he just has, he doesn't know where he is. And it's clear. And this is, we're going to touch on this with, with your block. It's clear that he's running his personal account. Right. It's it's him behind right. the account. It's not it's right. not someone else necessarily. So I just can't stop thinking about 
having an intervention for someone who has a speech impediment. I think that yeah, that an was intervention. The the, <laughs> the concept of his of his post. But just imagine that you walk in your house, all your family sitting around like, listen, Nancy, we've noticed your speech is getting a little halty. Uh, I don't know. I think you should probably <laughs> fix that. It might work. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised that of all the people that Donald Trump has chosen to keep around and all the people he's chosen to to ax, Rudy somehow sticks or sticks around. I think it's because he's like a New Yorker, though, probably, right? Yeah, probably. Like, I feel like that has to be it, right? I mean, unless he's like, I mean, maybe he is really good at cybersecurity. Is it still like 9-11 goodwill, maybe? Like, Donald Trump still feels like it's like really cool that he helped out with that america's mayor yeah right maybe yeah i don't what do you think alex like why is rudy still on the team i honestly think it's because he probably shows complete fealty like in private and as a result he's like i I don't care if you're if you can't really express a coherent thought like you really really like me so you can stick around which is actually most of the people who Donald Trump keeps around him. I think that's, are people who yeah. can't really form a complete sentence, but show <laughs> him completely loyal. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay, John, your social media update. Yeah, so I was between a couple, but I think I'm going to stick with uh, our our friend Jay Fielden, who, uh, speaking of just being absolutely clueless online, and again, another example of something that if you had to explain this to someone and like why it was funny, why it was funny would be just a complete loss. So Jay Fielden was the former editor in chief at Esquire magazine, and Alex, I don't know if you saw this Instagram post or not, but uh, no, no. So. <clears throat> He posted a <clears throat> picture of himself leaving the Hearst building with um, a suitcase, a duffel bag, a messenger bag, and a tote bag as though he um, like lived in the building or something. Yeah. Like it's a very, it looks like he's about to get on a plane, but he is just leaving his job. And the caption is um, just, oh, that's a long caption. It's just a great uh, example of internet self-absorption here. Yeah. Uh, today, after a lot of long and careful thinking, I've decided it is time to depart as Esquire's editor in chief three and a half years after I arrived. The issue we unveiled earlier this week with Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Quentin Tarantino on the cover will be, it's not easy to say, my last. As a magazine editor and writer, I've long revered the magical intersection of words and images as they come together on the page (laughs) and online. Ever since I graduated from college, in fact, I've been working for a big magazine, The New Yorker, Vogue, or editing one, Men's Vogue, Town & Country, Esquire. In the decade that Hearst Magazines has been my creative home, I've also collaborated with some of the best writers, photographers, designers, and fellow editors in the business, and it's been a genuine privilege for which I'm deeply grateful. There is no greater joy or honor than the camaraderie of a close and deeply talented staff, and the thing I will miss most, in addition to the great muse that is Esquire itself, is the conversation and debate, the collaboration, the shared life of revisions and deadlines, and filling the monthly void. That was one sentence. Is there a character limit on Instagram? Uh, you can, as you can see, no. Simply put, their daily company. I have, however, felt the lure of new possibilities, all the more so now as the means of production for a new media venture is basically my laptop, which also has the first few chapters of a book on it. For me, the time has simply come to press on in a new direction, perhaps more than one, before I get struck by male pattern baldness. When I settle for certain on what's next, you will be among the first to know. 
Until then, I hope to practice my piano, play a little more tennis than usual, and make my kids breakfast while my wife gets to sleep late. I might even get to take all these bags on a long summer trip. Or two. Hashtag Esquire. Oh my god. So, um, I mean... I've like, I've like left, <laughs> you guys are both I'm just stunned. I've left jobs before. Um, and I've, I've never posted about it online. If I did, it wouldn't, I mean, when I left the, I worked at the plumbing warehouse. Yeah. I don't, there's what, it's me walking out with like a Kohler toilet. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the collaboration yeah, of myself that's and my coworkers. Insane. I mean, I have to assume all his coworkers are, were very happy to see him go at the door with all of his bags. Like that is just. Oh my god. Not only that, that's definitely like a shot that was planned in advance. He oh. seems he seems like he he dressed, he color coordinated that day. Oh, for there's sure. Like a, there's a sort of fancy, there's like a kind of there's definitely a palette going on. Like he was like, I'm going to take four bags, none of which clash. Um, like this is very carefully I've never thought out a photograph in my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> like he thought out his leaving he, his job. He kind of looks like a douchey Fred Armisen. He's got the, uh, I mean, he's got it's like the cream colored suit, sort of with the. I mean, he's got the belt, everything. Like you were saying, Alex, everything is is planned out here. Yeah, um, it's like monochromatic, but then with colorful bags, you can just sort of see the Hearst logo on the building in the background. How many he's, how he's, many takes did they have for that photo? Is what I want to know. Oh, he had options. He had options for <laughs> he's, sure. He's he's looking off into the distance, sort of. Uh, um, there's like a wistfulness, yeah, and an eye toward the future. Yeah, exactly. It's that very much like what comes next. I wonder if it's over here. God, the security the security <laughs> guys probably has to, like has to keep letting him in the building so he can <laughs> keep taking the photo. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, it's uh, it's really quite something. Well, we're gonna keep an eye on on Jay and uh, and and see where he ends up. Because if if he's if he's true to form, he has to do one where he's walking into the building of his next job, right? With all his bags. I really hope he does. Uh, yeah. He has to do that. God, it's just so yeah. Like you, I, you, like we both said. Like I've never planned out a photo like this. I've never quit a job like this. No. I've never been like, wow, like what a what a time it would be. Just you coming out of the toilet warehouse with a backpack on. Yeah, that's and what just, it was. I mean, <laughs> and you're like not even looking at the camera, really. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess I'm done here. Okay, so, all right. I, you know, yeah, what? I feel like the less the less ceremonious a, a, a departure from a job, usually the better. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. it's such a weird. Yeah. It, it's like it's clearly like he's trying to let people know, like, hey, I'm out there now. Like I'm free. Like hire me. Like this is almost like a hire me post. It has to be right. I mean, right? and and in in his mind, I think yeah. that's that's a good way to get high. I mean, everyone's talking about him. Yeah, you know, I've worked at a big magazine my whole life. I didn't know who he was until until a couple of days ago. So uh, yes, it's I didn't know who he was until about three minutes ago. There you go. So there you I go. Think, I think so it, I think it works. Great yeah. work, Jay Fielden. Maybe we can hire him for Blocked Party. Yeah, you never. know. I don't know what he could do for us, but we could uh, could carry our bags. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can help us color coordinate. He's good at carrying <laughs> bags. I mean. Listen, the one th- the one thing that you c- that you don't even need to see him put on his resume because he's demonstrated is that he's great at carrying bags. So <laughs> it's a great point. There you yeah, go. You never know when uh, the the lure of being a bellboy will be just be too strong. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I can I can say for sure, like I will say this, that if I had him on Instagram after that post, I would have blocked him. I'm going to follow him right now. Actually. And speaking of being blocked, let's get to this week's block tale. Did you tweet? You brought receipts. Blocktail. Woo. 
No longer can see the post. It's a block town. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block town. Alex, uh, this was uh, the impetus for you coming on this show because you you tweeted that you were very confused by a block, and then we had uh, multiple people say, "Alex, go on blocked party," and uh, and you responded to the call. So, first of all, thank you for being the first person to do that. Usually, people just they're oh. like, "What the fuck is block party?" I'm not going on that. Um, and I, I will freely confess that I have been listening to the the show since episode one. Oh, well, that thank is you. Very sweet of you. And uh, yeah, so. Um, Tell us about the block because I think we're still uh, also a little bit confused, but it se- but it seems like you might have some more info. So I, um, do you know, the experience where you see someone quote tweeting something and it says this tweet is unavailable, and that could mean a variety of things, like the tweet is deleted, the person that they're quote tweeting is uh, has since protected their account, or you've been blocked. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this happened to me. I was just I was just sort of browsing my 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 Twitter feed, and I saw someone quote tweeting William Shatner, um, and so I decided to click through, and William Shatner of all people has me blocked, and I'm not, I'm I'm not, I don't I I don't know of anything I've done to get on William Shatner's radar. You've never tweeted. So, you've never tweeted at him. It's tough to say because I set my Twitter feed to delete every three weeks. Okay. Um, but I don't remember ever having done it. I certainly never had a meaningful enough co- uh, interaction with him to remember it. Right. So right. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but William Shatner also has a very weird Twitter uh, like Twitter presence. <clears throat> yeah, so we... Because I wanted to Google this and figure it out, and, and he... Uh, blocked everybody at inverse magazine because what is inverse magazine yeah i don't know uh it's from (laughs) july 2018 um but they wrote an article saying hey william shatner blocked uh all of us blocked our whole staff so yeah he gave an interview to inverse entertainment editor ryan Britt to promote his children's movie in the interview shatner opened with a neg saying well i'm very busy but i thought i'd make a difference in your case and my day was going pretty good up until now that was how he started the interview. And then I guess they brought up some of his um, like past tweets where he calls people like SJWs and uh, yellow journalists and stuff. And so I guess uh, he felt like after the inverse uh, profile came out or whatever, he needed to block everybody that was involved with it. So maybe it's something to do with that. Yeah. Like not that I you're mean, related to inverse, but that you'd be a person who is like, you know, cool online. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I find his uh, Twitter his Twitter account very sort of schizophrenic in its behavior. It's kind of like he he will um, he will post a lot of sort of very positive stuff about like horseback riding or 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 whatever his hobby is, and then he will just fight with people, and it it seems really bizarre. There seem to be like two William Shatners online. And I, I've also kind of mad at myself for having to overthink this in the first place because I don't <laughs> care. But that's what this show is about. This show is about caring. No, I'm just kidding. I think, I mean, so I remember a couple years ago when he was tweeting about, literally, like, William Shatner's like a 90-year-old man. Yeah, and right. He, and he's tweeting about SJWs. 
and 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 leftists and and snowflakes and and whatever. And like, I'm not saying I think a 90 year old man would have those beliefs. I don't think a 90 year old man would express them by saying SJW and yellow yeah, journalism. He, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have the lingo to like engage in that kind of online. Yeah, he's uh, he's the guy on the train that we're just like explaining irony to exactly like because yeah because i guess people so inverse did posted the profile and i guess it wasn't maybe I, i'm just guessing i haven't read it but i i'm guessing it wasn't very uh complimentary so then people were saying like how the it was an embarrassing article or whatever like tweeting this at william shatner and then he was quote tweeting them and he was like it's just new media yellow journalism in action these pseudo journalists look for anything to get noticed um, and then, yeah, he like also talked about how he uses the words SJW snowflake and misandry. Uh, and he also blocked, uh, the person who played captain Kirk in the new star Trek, Jason uh, Isaacs, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. What? Uh, why <laughs> it just says he thinks he was blocked because he was misquoted as saying the new star Trek would throw away the legacy of captain <laughs> Kirk. But he doesn't actually know because when he met Shatner in real life, Shatner had no recollection of the drama. I met him and he seemed to have no knowledge of it at all. So I'm not sure he even does his own Twitter feed. Isaacs told the Telegraph. And Alex, that's sort of what you discovered. Is that right? Potentially. I, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. But I've heard speculation. So you, I'm sure, are familiar with Chuck Johnson. Yes. Um, you guys he, fill he, me in. Who is that? I'm not as Chuck online as you guys. Chuck Johnson, and I have to tread carefully, he's very litigious. Yes. Okay. Um, he's a conservative Chuck- journalist who likes smoking cigars. And also is is just sort of like, he's he's very online and um, has engaged in a lot of behavior that people don't like very much. I'm trying to think of what he's done. He, he um, a good example is that he, tra- when... The UVA, the Rolling Stone UVA story, A Rape on Campus, came out, which was a story about a, a woman who who claimed to have been raped um, that later turned out to be false. Um, Chuck Johnson's reaction was to um, release the name of the main character in the story, so uh, by way of retribution, but the, he, he got the wrong person. Yeah. Oh. Um, so, so he just released the name of some poor person who was totally unaffiliated with the story whatsoever. Oh, great. Uh, so stuff like that. Sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anyone uh, good named Chuck anymore? Uh, ooh, I feel like there's ooh, lots of bad Chucks Chuck. right now. I'm thinking of Chuck Jones, the guy who used to make the Roadrunner cartoon. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Chuck, and like, yeah, I guess people Chuck, call Charles Barkley Chuck, which is like, okay. okay Charles Barkley's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. And there's, yeah. of course, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Yes. Okay. So we have three. We have three Chucks. Okay. Um. So what? What is? what have you heard? So, so... Again, this is unconfirmed. This is rumor. I want to say that up front. Okay. Um, I have heard rumors that Chuck Johnson, um, who has been banned from Twitter, he was banned from Twitter for um, threatening uh, the journalist DeRay McKesson. Um, I've heard rumors that he, in order to like continue to have sort of like a white, uh, uh, a right wing presence, a white ring presence, <laughs> yeah, uh, on on Twitter. Um, Offered to take over, I assume, for some monetary compensation, both um, Barack Obama's brother's account. What's his brother's name again? Let's see. Because uh, he's a verified account as well, isn't he? Uh, Malik. Yes. Yeah. Malik Obama's account 
and uh, William Shatner's account. Now, again, this is totally rumor and conjecture. I have no idea. And I don't think he's ever said publicly whether he did or not. But sort of there was for a while conventional wisdom that he was taking over the accounts of uh, people who had so social media, high follower social media accounts and just weren't that interested in and in, uh, in managing them. And he used them to do things like that. And Malik Obama for a while was very bizarre. On It was Twitter. a lot of like right wing memes. Yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was a lot of like, you know, him doing the okay sign and, um, and, and like a lot of sort of non sequitur memes. Like I'm just looking at his Twitter account right now. And one of his most recent tweets from May 16th is what you talking about Willis. Okay. Sure. Sort of timely reference. <laughs> John, yeah, so that, ha, have you been blocked? Because I just checked. William Shatner has not blocked me. Because the other thing was, uh, people were saying maybe he uses like he a, block a block list. list. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of block list I would be on. I suppose it might be one of the ones I, where I, it's, I, you're following a certain person, and and that's enough to to get on the list, maybe. Um, yeah, or just like that, you by virtue of your podcast would be like a leftist media member. Yeah, I don't think that. I mean, we don't express really strong no, political no, opinions but and stories. It's just the idea that you have a. Oh, right. you, like, I feel yes. like a lot of lazy conservatives just assume podcasts are left wing. But the other thing I noticed when I was looking through uh, William Shatner's tweets when I was after I figured this out is he said he says stuff like, "I don't subscribe to block lists. I'd rather find cray craze on my own and block." So, like to me, I if you're I'm Shatner's kid. age, he's eight, he's eighty eight or eighty nine. Like, why I believe. do you even care about Twitter? Like, you can't possibly get it or or want to get it. Like, I don't. Like, that's the part that really gets me is is like, if I'm eighty eight, like, how could you give a fuck about Twitter? He's eighty eight. He's he's very wealthy. There's there's no way it's him running the account. I feel like the oldest person who's like online is uh, the old lady who, who streams herself playing Skyrim. And it's very charming right. and, and, and very, I like it. It's, it's a very nice, right. uh, you know, sincere uh, sort of pastime on her part. Right. Shatner, there's no, there's no way that he, he does not know what a block list is. No. Absolutely not. He wants to find the cray craze. Yeah. On his own. I mean, ju- just, by, just by virtue of the fact that the guy who's playing, who's playing Kirk now went up to him and he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems to me <laughs> ironclad evidence. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do feel like William Shatner probably is like, you know, pretty right. I could I mean, I'm sure he's maybe knows sort of what's going on on his Twitter. And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. But it was like, and we we mentioned this before we started recording. It's like the, it's not quite the same level as uh, the Iron Sheik. Yeah. I was going to say that too. uh, Which is, is run by these, these two guys and they're just doing all the tweets. The Iron Sheik is like wheelchair bound and has no idea what's going on. And doesn't on. speak English basically. And, and well, he, he can hardly talk at all. Like period. Yeah. I think he's, he's very like, he's not doing well. Yeah. Uh, Isn't it, they're from Toronto, aren't they? I, the guys? I feel like they are. Yeah. And, uh, and are they just, so, are they just like savvy social media managers? Yeah. Essentially like that, that just is essentially that is doing case. a character through a verified Twitter account. Yeah. Like they're basically like, Oh, if the iron sheet <sighs> was, in his prime wrestling right now and on Twitter, these are the things he would yeah, say. This is, he, this is what he'd say this about uh, Drake uh, rubbing uh, Nick Nurse's shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Drake at, uh, is the fuck boy. Or yeah, whatever. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
See, can you blame me for like not wanting to share this world with my? No, wife? Not, no I, not. I, I at was all, just thinking, Luke. like, I trying to explain the Iron Sheik's account being run by these social media people. Like, there's just so many things you have to explain. You know, like, yeah. it's not one word in the sentence. It's it's every single word in the sentence. Because that that's part of being online too. Is like knowing what wrestling is. Well, that's another thing. You yeah. know, I feel like if you're not really right. an online person, like, I mean, I like wrestling, but I feel like there's lots of people that, you know a lot of weird Twitter and a lot of like irony Twitter and whatever are wrestling fans. So if you're just like on Twitter, you just kind of know about wrestling sort of just yes. because it's like, it's just everywhere. It's just in your timeline. Whereas yeah. like if you're, yeah, it's funny you say that because I'm not a wrestling fan, but I am ambiently aware of the world. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like if I showed you pictures of wrestlers, you could be like, Oh yeah, that's John Cena. That's what, whoever, you know, cause you just hear enough about them and you kind of know who they are. Whereas like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like your wife probably has not, the slightest idea of what's happening in the WWE and blessings to her because that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I think she'd probably call it still think it's the WWE. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There you that's go. a perfect way of doing it. Uh, we also have a great listener block this week and this is, uh, this comes into us from, uh, from our friend Lindsay. And, uh, this is also, I, I want to read the beginning. You know, normally I don't always read what, what was said, but I feel like I don't, I just want to n- recommend people not to do this. Uh, but, uh, she said, well, I'm assuming she, Lindsay could be he or she says, I love your podcast. I found out about it last week and today I have managed to catch up with every episode so far. So that's not good. Don't, I wouldn't day. listen to all of these in a week, a week. I like it though. I you just think it's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, and sorry, could be they as well. I just want to make that clear. What also happened today is that I managed to get blocked by some guy over some tweets about the recent Notre Dame fire. Uh, so, uh, they got blocked by Ted. Uh, Geog, Geog again? How do you? Wow, I don't usually struggle over pronunciation, but G E O G H E G A N Geogian. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. According to his bio, he's some director I've never heard of, uh, and this is a great like tweet, um, a great series of tweets. Whoops, she sent us all the screen caps here. So basically, his whole his original tweet was: it took 182 years to build Notre Dame Cathedral. To put it into some sort of perspective for my fellow Americans, that would be like a stadium opening in 2019 that had been under nonstop construction since before the Civil War. And then Lindsay quote tweeted that and wrote, they have old cathedrals in America too, dude. Because <laughs> it doesn't always have to be about stadiums. Then he's like, please tell me about the 850-year-old structures in America that took 180 plus years to build. Also, no need to be a dick. Clearly the day is already sad enough. You don't think it might be a little condescending to assume Americans only care about football? I don't even like football. I picked a random form of large building that is regularly constructed in America. No need to nitpick. Here's another form of large building they have in America. Cathedrals. (laughs) And then Ted gave the old block. So I love that. I love like that is definitely one of my favorite blocks where the block happens after you manage to take the argument all, all the, way the way around the, the wheel. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well done, Lindsay. Like when you get it, you get it all the right. way back to the beginning and then they're just like, well, we're not oh, going through shit. this again. Yep. Yeah. We just made the opening <laughs> point. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're well, done here. I'm going to block you. So thank you very much, Lindsay, for sending that in. And uh, I, I think it's a woman only because they wrote, I think he may have also signal boosted the tweet to his fans or something because a group of men then tried giving me shit in my mentions. Okay. Yeah. So I think we Which will uh, happen on Twitter. Yeah. One of whom also blocked me after I wouldn't apologize to his hero or whatever. 
all in, I had a fun time. So thank, thank you very, you very much, much Lindsay. Lindsay, for sending that in. Uh, if you have been blocked and you would like to send in a block to the show, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com. You can also donate to the show at patreon.com slash blocked party where five dollars a month gets you access to two bonus episodes every month uh this month we did a great uh cameo bonus episode with our friend sophie buttle uh where we played a bunch of insane celebrity cameos and we have another one coming up this week and i don't want to spoil it but i will just say that the guest that's on it and what we're going to be talking about is going to be very uh something you're very, very relevant in. very yeah. relevant and something that i think a lot of the fans of our show it would be tough to explain to someone like. on a train we'll just say that extremely <laughs> difficult to, and i don't know why they're on a train but it would be very difficult to explain it to them if they were and you were too um yeah so that is coming up that'll be out uh middle of middle or end of this week so look for that and uh you can follow us on twitter as always at blocked party pod you can rate review the pod subscribe uh, on iTunes, if you like it, tell your friends. We're going to end the episode the way we always end with a top three suggested to us by our guest. Alex, uh, what do you have for us? Okay, so I know you guys have done a lot of candy-related ones. Oh, yes, boy. we um, have. But, but, I, but I had a candy-related one oh, that I was thinking about, okay. which is... And and you guys also have very weird definitions of what constitutes candy and not candy. Uh, Alex, don't do this. <laughs> do not. We've had a great episode. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So I'm going to actually expand it a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to ask for your top three movie theater concession orders. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Ooh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. So it can include popcorn. It can include soda. Okay. Um, but it can also include like chocolate, Twizzlers. Everything's on the table here. Excellent. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Okay. Do you want to go first, Alex? What would be your number three movie concession order? And you say order, so it's like a full order thing. One thing you're placing that might have multiple items included. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go. This is uh, not exciting as orders go, but just a box of Junior Mints. Because Ooh. Junior Mints are definitely a a movie theater specific candy. You don't see them out in the wild very much outside of that, unless you're at the drugstore looking for candy, which is like what I do when I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, and Junior Mints is not a depressed candy. I feel like when I'm depressed, I'm not reaching. It for It gives a you a little mint. kick, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I not... think it's a good movie theater candy because it's in a box, so you don't have the loud wrappers to deal yeah. with. Yeah, right. And there's no; they all taste the same. Yeah, so you're not going to get a bad one. Yeah, you're not going to have like something you can't see the you know the color of or whatever you don't know. You just reach into the box, you pull them out, no problem. That's, a, that's why I feel like Starburst at the movie theater is too much of a crapshoot. Yeah, it is. No good. And then you also have to deal with all the Starburst wrappers. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Everyone whole, hates you around yeah. you. That yeah. Okay, okay, that's a good. That's, that's a, good a good choice. Start. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with sort of similar, uh, kind of similar. I guess Maltesers. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Which I guess I like because there's I know there's Whoppers and there's Maltesers. Yeah. Are Whoppers the American version of Maltesers, or do you guys have Maltesers down there as well? We don't have them. Fancy. Okay. If, if we go to someplace fancy, there are Maltesers. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, because but we we have Whoppers because okay. I think Maltesers are British, right? Oh, yeah. So that must be. I think so. Okay. Uh, so I think that's why Cadbury we have them. Thing, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And I mean, Cadbury is like owned by Reese's now or something, isn't it? I mean, like, is it's, it? I hope you guys get more British and, and Canadian chocolate down there because uh, we know what we're doing. We yeah. I mean, have you ever had a coffee crisp before? No. Oof. Oh. 
Seek one out. See if I don't you can even find a like, coffee. I don't even like coffee, and I like a coffee. It's person. a wonderful chocolate. Delicious. I'm going to go with Maltesers. Uh, I mean, the, the issue with Maltesers is uh, unlike the Junior Mint, they're not in a box. So you do have to deal with... Uh, and, and oh, it's, they're in a bag. And it's also yeah. like... Because um, Whoppers, Whoppers are in a, are in a box. box. Whoppers are yeah. in a box. Maltesers are in right. like a bigger bag, yeah. and it's one of those bags that's like really tough to open as well it's like very it's very thick at the top and it's very tough to tear that open so you want to try and get to the theater with the maltesers a little early before them you don't want to be open that during the movie but it's a great it's a great snack and it's good to put in popcorn but i'm just going to say maltesers by themselves for number three okay number three for me and this is a bit of a weird call but if (laughs) well what else is new? what else is new for me i feel like every time i do a top three i'm prefacing at least one of my choices by saying that but i will say any if the movie theater has a fast food option, because okay. sometimes mm-hmm. they'll just have like, you know, a Burger King in the fast in the movie theater or whatever. I don't think they have those what? in Canada anymore, but they used, they used to. to. Yeah, there used to be just like Burger King in movie theaters. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we yeah. had uh, we have a big chain called uh, called Cineplex Cineplex and, there and, used to be and they would have Burger that's an incredible innovation. Yeah, correct. And so I say like any combo doesn't matter what it is just for the fact that you get to bring fast food into a movie theater and then everyone around you has to smell it and then they want it. <laughs> and cause I, cause I can remember being like, you go in, you get a popcorn and then like, so, and like, you're not, maybe not even hungry. Probably like maybe you just came from dinner and you're just like, yep, I'm just going to have my popcorn. But then someone in front of you is having a burger and fries and you're just like, Oh my God, I need that a burger so much smarter than me. Yeah. Way smarter than me. That smells amazing. So that's my number three choice. Just like any, if there's a fast food place in the movies and it sounds like maybe that's specific to us, you, any combo from there. Yeah. Okay. Number two, Alex. All right. Number two. I'm again, this is like, it's not super fancy, but I, it's something I associate with going to the movie theater specifically. It is, um, Twizzlers, orange soda, and a small or medium popcorn. Wow. Oh, that is Twizzlers a, is a good That's, an that's order. a good movie choice. Twizzlers yeah. is a good, yeah, because I Twizzlers don't really get you full. So they're like a nice no. candy to have with popcorn because the popcorn will be filling, but if you want that additional little sweetness on top, it's not going to kill you like you know a full chocolate bar or something might hurt you. Yeah. And the orange soda. And I think is great. Orange soda. I think is there's something I I think I have some weird shame stuff around orange soda. <laughs> I think of it as being child, childish. <laughs> Right. And so like, so like when I'm at a, when I'm at like anywhere else, I will not order it, but I'm like, oh, I'm going into a dark room. <laughs> yeah. You don't the want, you don't want to have like soda. an orange soda can. Cause it's like you're advertising right. that you're, that's what you're drinking. Yes. Huh. That's interesting. I don't think I have, I should probably have more shame about it. I haven't but. had an orange soda in, in years. I feel like since I was a kid. So well, I always, I, gotta... I, I drink the Phillips ones oh, that's and they're right. really yeah, yeah. good. The orange cream, but that's like a craft soda. Like as far as like a, right, right. as far as like a C plus or like, or a, like crush. a crush yeah. or a Fanta, I haven't had one in a long time, but yeah. when I was a kid, that was my go-to for sure. Okay. I might try that. That's, that sounds like a great order. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number two is when you go to like, an adult theater. And I don't mean like a porno theater. Well, I mean, I guess they would probably serve this at a porno theater too, but I mean a theater where it's like 19 plus or 21 plus where they serve alcohol and you get, and they serve food sometimes too. So you get uh, you get a burger and a beer and right. you're, you're watching, you're watching the movie. You have a burger, you got a beer and it's not like a fast food burger. It's like a, it's like a step above, right? Like it's not like a great burger, but it's a decent, burger. it's a decent burger. You get the fries, you get the burger, you get a beer, you're sitting down, you're watching the movie. You get yeah. the, the bigger seats too, usually. Right. Uh, sometimes you have right. a little table 
And it's just, I mean, that's that's a great way to watch a movie. See, like, I think as someone who goes to one movie a year and doesn't drink, yeah. even I can understand, like, the novelty of, like, a beer in a movie theater yeah. is pretty good. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've never gone. I feel gone... like it's going to wear off soon, though. You think I feel so? Like... I think it might, because it is sort of a recent development. Right. It's been the past five years that they've become, that it's not just the Alamo in Austin. Yeah. They're actually all over the place. Yeah. Because I don't. I've I have actually never gone to one of those like VIP theaters. Well, there's the one, the Marine Drive one, yeah, and then there's the one on Fifth Avenue, uh, and then the Fifth Avenue one is all 19 plus, yes, and then the Marine Drive one is just 19 plus in the VIP, right? But lounge. that's what I mean. I've never done like the theater where they have the like, couches in oh, there, my like God. the big and seats it's or like whatever. a big easy chair. You get a little table that like kind of turns in front of you. I mean, mm. it's just, it's the problem is I so mostly good. go to see cartoons, so they never put that movie in the VIP. Like if Toy Story four, that that'll be in the VIP. It, you I think so? so? Go see it. If we'll Toy go see Story it four VIP. is in the VIP, I am fucking. I'm yeah, going VIP doing for it. TS four. You yeah. know that. But you're never gonna go back. You'll start watching movies you don't even like just to go to the. I mean, again, I dude. That's I saw the Magnificent Seven remake because it was playing in the VIP theater. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I totally. will. Maybe I'll just get into <laughs> movies in general because I'm not. I, I I don't go to that many and I don't see that many in general. But that might be like what tips me. I had no interest in seeing Venom, but it was at the VIP theater right down the street from my work. And by the way, that movie was insane. It was such so enjoyable. I need to see that still. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Um. Yeah. It's like um. It's like they made every all the decisions they made in that movie were so confoundingly weird. Oh my God. Um, it's just like the whole time he's play. uh, what's his name? What's the name? Tom, of the guy? Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy's just playing it. Like, Hey guys, you better leave me alone. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> um, but like in the, he's, he's acting very hammy and it's like almost a comedy through, throughout the entire thing. It's so weird and so much fun. Okay. Yeah. I follow someone on Twitter who like, was obsessed with it for like a week. It was all she tweeted about and about how it was like basically like a romantic comedy. Oh yeah, that too. It is also also like a romantic. Yeah. Comedy. Okay. I got to see this. What was your number two? Number John? two for me is popcorn and a pop. And here in Canada, and I don't know if you have these in the States. I believe you probably do that. We now, a lot of the movie theaters have the soda machine where you can kind the freestyle. of freestyle like the freestyle yeah, where yeah. it's like you oh, get the, that's you a know. game changer yeah and i'm a big ginger ale guy so i like to have like so i'll have my popcorn and then i will have my ginger ale and it will have some kind of flavoring in it whatever i'm in the mood for vanilla cherry raspberry nice. who knows whatever we'll just we'll live on the edge we'll see what happens Do you have butter there. on the popcorn no okay i'm very anti liquid butter okay. i find it tastes incredibly fake and i don't like that's the, the appeal though <laughs> yeah but I, mm, I don't like it and i don't like like it makes me feel bad like popcorn like i can eat I'll, i can get a medium popcorn and crush it no pro not even think about it no problem i can eat the whole thing is the myself. butter what makes you feel bad correct okay yeah i'm, I'm feel like a, this is like a life-changing <laughs> thing because i feel yeah, really when bad I get it when with I butter eat on it i'm like oh god i feel like <laughs> shit but then I stop getting butter on it, and it's fine. I mean, popcorn is is like it's like people who are like, "Oh, weed. It's not a drug. It's a plant." I feel the same way with popcorn. It's like it's not junk food. It's a plant. Okay, you know. All right. Do you do butter, Alex? Uh, no, I feel exactly the same way as John. It's I. It makes me. It like makes me feel gross afterward. Yeah, and it, it gets all over your hands, and it's like it's like that type of like butter or a substance where it's like it doesn't seems to doesn't matter like how many napkins you use. Yeah. it just doesn't come off your hands for like a day. Yeah, totally. You just feel like, <laughs> uh, number one, Alex. 
All right. So I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know. It, you guys have fast, fast food restaurants, I guess, <laughs> at, uh, at your movie theaters. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, what we have is sort of this this like Z grade. They, they'll have like nachos and chicken tenders. Okay. And so I'm gonna go with chicken tenders, and then they have these things that are called cookie dough bites. Ooh, is that a thing you guys have? No, no, but it sounds great. Oh my god. They're they're like I mean it's obviously not real cookie dough because that would be um, a health a healthy uh, issue. Yeah, yes. they would have raw eggs in it. But they're these like uh, they're these little pieces of like cookie dough that are dipped in chocolate. Oh, that sounds amazing! Wow, and they're fantastic. Oh my god! So I'm gonna go with some chicken tenders, the gross chicken tenders, and some and some chocolate chip cookie dough bites. <laughs> Some gross chicken tenders. Okay. I love that. That's, a, uh, that's, that's one a thing order. I love about chicken tenders. I'm a big chicken tenders guy. Love them. Eat them like once a week. And you just really can't make a bad one. No. You, you really right. got to try hard to make a bad chicken tender. Like obviously the ones, some are better than others, but. Right. Even the ones that you know are going to feel bad. Oh, you're yeah. just like, you're like, while I'm eating this, I'm totally enjoying yeah, it. Absolutely. Stefan. Okay. My number one, sort of a, sort of a classic. It's a, it's a regular popcorn. With butter layered, you ask for it layered. So that's because otherwise that's, it's at the it's at the top. That's why you get sick. Well, the but yeah, the butter. I, I think I've yeah. I've realized especially this if you're right layering now. it, like you've got it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. I that's, think they put more butter in that. Yeah, way. exactly. Oh, okay, because I really do feel like shit whenever I eat movie theater popcorn. <laughs> I feel really bad. So this is it's the butter. Yeah, I'm gonna try not getting butter on next time and see if I if I feel better. And report, if I do, this back. is gonna be a really difficult. Uh, like split for me to make because I love the butter. Okay, well, but, so I get the the butter layered on a regular popcorn, and then thanks to the the advent of the freestyle, the Coke freestyle machine, I'll get a, a vanilla Coke because most nice. movie theaters won't have just a vanilla Coke, you know. Yeah. Um, or I'll do right. the vanilla orange Coke, so it's almost like a like a creamsicle. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, but can I just tell you that I find those those um those machines a little overwhelming i feel like there's so much choice that i just don't know what to do yeah. i freeze up yeah. and then i'm like uh, i'll just get a diet coke yeah that that's definitely true you need like everyone needs to be allowed like i think everyone needs to have a pass where you just get to be on one for 10 minutes where like no one's behind you so you know no what's pressure, in there so you can take a look because like now i go through it really fast because i know exactly what i want but certainly the first time you ever see one you're like, holy shit, fuck. Yeah, yeah. And then usually that person is right in front of me when I'm trying to get the pop <laughs> I know I want. And then they're sitting there like, oh, oh, oh. And then they're like going back. Oh, I can add. And then, oh, ah, ah. And you're like, oh, my God, man. Yeah. Like, you, you have know. to know in advance. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I bet you there's a list online of what's in a, uh, the average freestyle machine. Yeah, probably. There's probably like a freestyle machine like simulator. Yes. But are you saying that like I should plan ahead? Yeah, like, I should be like, yeah. all right. Hundred percent. I agree. They yeah. should. They should put a simulator online, and then you could be like, someone's taking forever to make a choice in front of you, and you're like, didn't you try the simulator? You f- you didn't piece practice. Of shit? Yeah. What the hell? You didn't do the simulator before you got here to figure out what you would want. I did that. To be fair, whenever I'm playing like streaming music, like whenever I'm on Spotify, I feel weird saying that because my company was just bought by Spotify, so it feels like. A oh play. yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, wh- um, whenever I'm like using Spotify, I'm like, oh my god, I can just listen to all of the history of recorded music i don't know where to start yeah it, it's true. overwhelming I, I have the same problem with yeah. that but there's not someone waiting for me to choose something right that's, so that's You're like nice. sharing the spotify machine at work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh number one for me 
I am going to... This is going to be controversial. Oh, God. It is exactly the same as my number two choice, except I put M&Ms in the popcorn. You know what? I respect it. Thank you. I respect it. I was hoping someone would have the candy in popcorn yeah. as part of their that's order. Because that's the really... If I go to the movie theaters, I'm pretty much only getting a popcorn and a drink. That's basically it. Are these regular M&Ms? Yes. Okay. Just Because re- I find like that... I will say regular M&Ms are not the best M&M, but... In popcorn, that's the best choice. Because they're because if you have peanut M and M's, they're yeah. gonna try and like steal the show. It's too crunchy and peanuts and popcorn for me. I don't love that combination. I know some people do like Cracker Jack and stuff, but I don't. Yeah, it's not the best. Alex, do you do candy and popcorn at all? You know, I've never done it, and I feel like um, I feel like there's some elitism to it, and maybe I should <laughs> give it a shot. Can you? Can you explain the appeal to me? Uh, okay. Well, do you? Is there anything you like where it's got like a sweet and a salty aspect to it? Like, are you like a salted caramel? Sure, guy like chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah. And okay, things. so it's that. It's that. Yeah. There you go. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I've just been a snob my whole <laughs> life and thought that that was too that I was too cool for that, but I definitely am not. I well, yeah. With, so like next time, yeah. yeah. So next time when you get your uh, when you get instead of getting Twizzlers, just get a bag of some whatever chocolate you like. Junior Mints might be a little fucked. Actually, up that popcorn, could melt. Yeah. But like M and M's or something like Sour that. Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. Throw them in there, and then that you'll see. It's just like a nice combination of. Pardon fully me, wrapped salt, starburst salt and sweet <laughs> yeah that's that way you don't have to guess at the flavor you yeah just, it's already fully wrapped and you just <laughs> chew it and it's totally fine um Ugh. thank you alex so much for uh for joining us on the show today is there anything that you would like to plug uh i don't do anything except my podcast so if you would like to listen to my podcast uh you can listen to us at reply all Okay, so we actually <laughs> we actually own, we actually own several different reply all domains replyall.com costs $30,000 so that's too expensive but we have replyall.diamonds.ninja.pizza.soy.limo um so you can find us there dot limo um, i like the best I yeah think. that's classic i know it's crazy that that <laughs> replyall.limo i love that okay wait so someone so someone whoever owns replyall.com wanted $30,000 for it it's some guy who works at facebook of course of course um, I I, uh, I contacted him right when the show started to just ask him out of idle curiosity how much it would cost. And he was like 30000 And I was like, cool. I am not going to buy that. I will <laughs> post um, parts of this email on my blog uh, on our website. And he was like, don't do that. And I was like, I identified myself as a journalist. Told you exactly what I was going to do. Sorry, guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So our show is it's about the internet. We do stuff that is... Uh, kind of silly we do sort of more deeper investigative stories um if you are terminally online i think you'll probably enjoy it awesome well i mean i think i would hope most people that listen to our show are terminally online yeah, I that's pretty much are. what we're yeah, all there's about there's gonna be too. some crossover there yeah this feels like uh you know when you agreed to do the show i was like this feels like a perfect uh, symbiotic relationship yeah. that we both do shows about how fucked up the internet is so uh <laughs> so yeah we're we're uh, super thrilled to have you on thank you very much for joining us people can follow you on twitter at alex goldmund a goldmund a goldmund okay excellent this is again just like the dot limo etc a goldman was taken so i took a g-o-l-d-m-u-n-d perfect so people can follow you there they can follow you on twitter at reply all it's just at reply all on twitter right 
Yes. The perfect. And okay. then replyall.limo if you want to listen to the show. <laughs> and uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter while you're there at Blocked Party Pod. And you can uh, donate to the show at patreon.com slash Block Party. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, tell your friends. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Yeah. And online. Also, that's like a thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're always online. we're always on there. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.